Now, King Moex at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Here's your host, Scott Mosby, on King Moex. All right, good morning. We have a two-hour home improvement show. We have lots of things happening. The heat is upon us, not uh, far around the corner. We've got some very high temperatures coming up later. And continuing the rain, it continues to come. And we will talk about that and more around your house, preparing it for entertaining, outdoor living, indoor living, how your kitchen and bath supports those gatherings or not. Uh, 314. 436-7900, toll-free 800-925-1120. We have no guests today. Two hours of questions and answers. I have 10 phone lines wide open for you. Y-O-U, I can spell too, uh, not long words, but you know, pretty short ones like you. Uh, so 314-436-7900, toll-free anywhere on the globe in the stratosphere, 800-925-1120, 800-925-1120. Lots of things happening around St. Louis. The good weather, it's going to be a great day to be outside today. I believe a little warmer than usual, I understood, but still... You know, it's the beginning of summer or what we see as summer here. Uh, you know, winter held on a little bit. Spring has been a little bit reluctant. Maybe it's uh, lulled you into a false sense of getting your air conditioner, heating and cooling serviced ready for the season. I promise, yeah, uh, just like winter came and went, summer will as well. And that sense of close, you know, humidity and heat right here in St. Louis is coming back. Prepare for that. Get your windows and doors operating freely so you can open them up and uh, fresh and and let the fresh air come through the home, freshen up the air inside the home, uh, opening the windows. Make sure your screens are in good repair. We want to keep the bugs outside. Uh, Really, you know, opening those windows and doors doesn't mean that you want to sleep with the insects, when you close them up at night, maybe. Uh, so keep that in mind, or you leave them open at night. Get the screens fixed. Make sure your windows and doors lock and unlock securely for when you're away for that day, that weekend, perhaps family vacation coming up, and assure that you can get out. So when you make sure those doors work and the deadbolts latch and align, by golly, make sure they unlock, too. Uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Uh, two full hours today. Bring on the questions and the answers. My name is Scott Mosby. I'm in my 22nd year here on KMOX, dubbed it University of KMOX. You may think that's because of what comes from this microphone toward you. It's not. It's a symbiotic relationship. I love to learn. This has been my greatest learning experience. And do the math on that. Think about all the professionals driving around town going to see projects today. If I need help in a specific trade or discipline, by golly, they're there. They're part of the CAMWEX family. So it's not just me. I bring my very best uh, backed up by a company that's been around for 70s. Seven years, Mosby Building Arts, which was founded by my father uh, that my wife and I own. It's Mosby Building Arts. We are architects, a full design staff, interior design, certified kitchen and bath remodelers, aging in place specialists. Basically, we're a construction company that learned how to design because the construction either went well because of good or bad design or it didn't. Uh, so being a what we consider vertically integrated, we do a whole lot of things in-house. We have plumbers, electricians, uh, uh, heating, cooling people, flooring, tile people, carpenters, laborers, supervision, all the stuff that it takes to bring a project there. And then we still uh, go outside for trade partners, people that we've known for some of them 40 years, uh, second-generation businesses as well, some of which you hear me advertise here on KMOX, people that I trust and that have supported my life, my business, and my clients for the better part of seven decades. Pretty impressive uh, learning process for me. So University of CAMWEX is a shared responsibility and benefit brought to you by CAMWEX, the airwaves, 50,000 watts. Oh, by the way, 
it happens to be the blowtorch of the Midwest. I kind of figure that's kind of cool, really. So anyway, I take this responsibility very seriously, invite you to as well. Uh, I consider myself fortunate to be able to work with very sharp people, both at Mosby Building Arts and here at KMOX Entercom. Uh, it's kind of a cool family. Really, it is to go. And, and I have two families, if you will, that both, uh, um, you know, really help train me and bring this show to you. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. We've got some water that has come with the rain. It may be some basement issues. You may have some leaks through the walls, over windows, underneath windows, some popping, cracking paint. We can talk about that. Or it appears to be a roof leak. Uh, many times, those of you who have air conditioning ductwork or furnace ductwork up in the attic, when AC season comes around and you pump that baby on and it runs a lot, that hot, moist air turns into condensation, which is water. And if you do enough of it and run that AC long enough, i.e. that temperature gets high enough that your air conditioner runs a lot, you wind up sometimes with sealing water spots. Oh, there's a leak in the roof. No, not always. Sometimes it's the building science of having that ductwork in the attic. We'll talk about that. As well as many things around. We've got flooding rivers, uh, backing up sewers, all of that. You know, whose responsibility is that? How do we get that handled? Who do I call? Those sorts of things as well. We're in flood situations, many places around the voice uh, of St. Louis here. As the, uh, If you can hear my voice, many of you are dealing with water that's uh, quite a bit higher than normal. 314-436-7900. Scott Mosby, at your service. This this is the Helitech Basement Foundation Waterproofing Show, and it is sponsored by Gutterworks here on KMOX. Stay tuned. We've got two full hours for you. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, back together, right to the phone lines. Let's get this ship launched and uh, heading down the uh, Merrimack River or Mississippi River here. We're down here at the Arch. Have you seen the new museum underneath the Arch? Yeah, it's worth it. Uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Let's start the phone lines with Richard. Richard, good morning. Scott Mosby here. How may I help you, sir? Hi, Scott. Uh, I'm a long-time listener, and, uh, but I've got a question about uh, mud jacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are two, there's a new technology, apparently, for a two-part foam injection uh, and uh, versus the old uh, just uh, injecting different types of, of uh, concrete products. So what is the advantage or disadvantage of the, the different types of mud jacking? Uh, primarily, um, the, how long they last. Uh, both of them are dependent upon the soil underneath not settling any further or not um, eroding any further. Uh, the poly tends to be much more lighter weight. Uh, both of them are effective in raising. Uh, the diameter of the holes are different for the mud slurry, which is kind of a cement water. Uh, grout material been used forever. Um, but the concept of it is it's very low pressure, four to seven pounds per square inch over a lot of square inches. So you can lift a slab very, with very low pressures. Um, poly's a little more costly than the mud slurry. Um, but, uh, you know, that's they, they both do the same thing and the poly tends to last a little bit longer, I think. Um, I was just uh, curious, can they control the poly uh, as well? Because you're injecting two parts of, or, you know, an expanding foam underneath the concrete. What if they need to raise it? Or my concern is if it raises too much. Uh, no, it's not. It's not like expanding foam. Um, it, it, I mean, it is, but it isn't. It's a very controlled situation. The poly actually offers in some ways as much or more control than the others, because even with a mud slurry, you're guessing as the operator injecting. So you inject this through a hole and it spreads out under a slab in a volume or cavity you can't see. 
So if it runs off in an arm or, you know, a uh, particular direction uh, and the slab starts moving, it's an art. This is more art than it is science. It sounds like a lot of science because of the, you know, hydraulics of lifting. But it's, you know, who's operating, whether it is the mud slurry or the polyjacking, you know, it matters. It, It really matters the experience. It's more art than craft. So you mentioned that the hole size is different. Is the poly a lot larger hole than the... I don't think so. I think it's... I'm not sure the difference, but I would ask that. Uh, You're getting down deeper than my experience can can know. Okay. I just didn't want to talk to a contractor who's selling a particular product, and they want to push that product as compared with, you know, finding what the difference and advantage is. I think you're going to find that many of them will offer both. Uh, because the equipment is similar, uh, the experience is similar uh, in in the operator, the really wizard. You know, one crew will always have one wizard, um, and and it is, um, you know, it's an art. So sometimes that corner doesn't come up. They have to drill another hole out there and lift that a bit. So I, I would encourage talking to, uh, you know, all the people that you want to. I think you'll find many do both. Right. I know Helitech. Right, I know Helitech does both, so it, they're kind of agnostic to which one you choose. Right. And getting on their schedule's been the problem there. Previous. Well, I think you're going to find that with uh, most everybody with the rain right. and such. Uh, those that are good at it are going to be busy. Right. Okay. Thank you. All right, Richard. Take care. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. Next up, let's talk to my friend Doug. Doug. Good morning, Scott Mosby. Here. How can I help you, sir? Morning, Scott. I have two water questions as well, one inside and one outside. With the heavy rains the other night, we had some water that leaked in around where the water line comes into the house in the basement. Mm-hmm. My question is, Is that can that be um, sealed from the inside only to solve that for the future, or do I need to go outside and, and treat it outside as well? Okay. And the second, second question is around the, the uh, number of the uh, plumbing fixtures in the house, bathrooms and such. We're getting some leakage around the base of them. Uh, the house was vacant for about a year before we moved in. We've been in about six months now. Does that indicate cartridges are all need to be replaced, or is that something that just uh, not used for a while that there's some other maintenance you might recommend? Uh, seals uh, dry out. Um, uh, the uh, washers dry out. O-rings dry out. So once a plumbing system is used for a long time, the oxidation starts, and if you shut off the water or the use, uh, especially on the waistline, sounds weird, uh, but that stuff dries, and as it dries, it shrinks. So you wind up with a lot more leaks around the base of valves, uh, the P-traps as well coming out of the wall. Uh, Not so much there, but around sinks, caulking, all the things that... um, uh, our recurring maintenance with plumbing uh, go very quickly. So, for example, in my world, when we remodel a bathroom or a kitchen, uh, we pull that sink off. If we weren't, if we aren't putting that plumbing on in a day or two, we'll stick a uh, towel in that drain because that gook around the inside of the pipe in that drain will actually turn solid, break off, and plug the 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 drain. You know, some days later. So there's you know a lot for just small experiences. Do you, okay. Do you Great. have a leak? It, do you have leaks at toilet? If you have any leaks at the bottom of a toilet, I would replace that oh, that uh, wax ring anyway. It's just if you're moving in, I would count on everything needing attention if it's been vacant for some time, and then be positively surprised when it doesn't. Great. And then in terms of the water coming in around the water line yeah. into the into the basement, what what is the pipe material there, Doug? A copper. Copper. A copper through concrete, copper through, uh, is it a concrete block or concrete? Uh, Poured concrete. Okay, you'll find that area around there, you can, uh, about 50% of the time, you can do it from the inside. The issue is getting it dry and clean. So digging out around that very small uh, gap around the copper pipe from the inside out, a a one-part urethane caulk can caulk that up very nicely, but you almost have to squirt it out with a an isopropyl rubbing alcohol because wetting it with water just keeps that caulk from bonding for days, you see? So you can effectively caulk that 
void from the inside about a half to three quarters of an inch deep with a urethane caulk. But if that doesn't work, then you go back outside and where the water pressure is pushing up against the foundation, then you need to use something that basically it gets a lot less attractive and you basically smear a big gasket boot in either a caulking material or something. Uh, but again, you've got to clean that, dry it, get the dust, dirt, any mud or residue off, uh, rinse it with an alcohol, and then wait for it to dry, and then caulk it from the outside. The problem being you have to compact the soil when you backfill that. Otherwise, you're just fluffing up the soil to make a little, you know, bucket of water outside. Right. So okay. first inside, Great. try that. If it doesn't work, go outside uh, and overseal it. If you think you get it once, come back and do it again, uh, and then backfill that hole. And, and you can backfill it and compact it as you go. Perfect. Thanks very much for your help. I appreciate it. All right, Doug. Good luck, my friend. Bye now. Thanks. Next up, let's see what's cooking here with uh, Nick. Hey, Nick, how you doing? Let's see if we can get these phone calls going here. Thanks. Nick, how yeah, can I help? Scott, oh, man, I hope you can help, Scott. Uh, we live in an old farmhouse, uh, get our water from a well, mm -hmm. and it comes in. Uh, we've got a jet pump in the basement or sure. cellar. Um, probably about six or eight hydrants here on the farm that it pushes water to just fine. There's always been water to the barn. We've always had water in the barn for back when we had livestock. If I had water in the, at the barn before they had water at the house. And uh, what we're wanting to do now is the, the water still comes to the main floor of the barn, wanting to push it upstairs to the hayloft. Mm -hmm. So roughed in the plumbing and everything upstairs in the hayloft. We wanted the plumbing done, hook onto the water downstairs, won't push it up. I'm, I'm trying to vertically raise it from the spigot that's been in there for probably 60 years, trying to raise it about, oh, two and a half feet at the most to get it to the hayloft floor. And then the PEX tubing is going to run it around to the rest of the plumbing, but it just doesn't have the push. Yeah, it's a long way uh, from that pump. Yeah, I I called a plumber to get some free advice, kind of like I'm trying to get today, free. Mm -hmm. And uh, he suggested just making sure, he said, go to the basement, um, uh, drain everything out, shut all the water off, drain everything out. He said, uh, have your pump kicking off at about 52 pounds, if it'll push it to 52 pounds. He said, that's kind of what we'd like to see. He said, make sure you got about 30 pounds of pressure in your bladder tank. Mm -hmm. I did all that. It's still not pushing it up. Um, his other suggestion was replacing the jet pump with a submersible pump. Does that sound kosher to you? Oh, yeah. Pushing water from a deep well is way more effective than drawing it. Uh, let me let me ask you this. If you're drinking a soda through a straw, are you more forceful blowing it out like a pea shooter or sucking it in uh, as as you're as you're really thirsty through that straw? Which one are you more forceful and effective at? I would say pushing it. There you go, man. Yeah, you're, okay. You're, that's the law of physics, like it or not. So a deep push, a deep well drops the the uh, pump way down deep, and then it pressurizes the bladder and the tank. Uh, to P 52 PSI, you can turn it up a little bit higher. But if you're going to do something more than that, you can also put, problem is, it's it'll freeze if it's out in the barn. You can put another holding tank out in the barn and a booster pump there to pump up that oh, tank. Okay. You, you see where you go? If uh, Yeah, that's what I would rather do because yeah. with the house being sold, I'm afraid we get pumping up much more pressure. We're going to start blowing fittings. And, Amen, brother. You Be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. Yeah, so you're thinking, and you know, really in the barn, I could build a small, uh, like a, a sump room and put a pump in there. Sure. And just, then you say yeah. there's going to have to be a pickup pump from that expansion tank out there. Well, your pump now can't raise it two and a half feet, so it's likely not going to recompress the bladder in that new air tank enough to raise that pressure up to 40 or 50 PSI. You follow me? It's already spoken, said, this is all I've got. Yeah. If, you know, if you can't yeah. get two and a half feet ahead out of it, you're not going to pump up a compressed holding tank. You'll need another inline booster pump, and you've got... <laughs> now we're getting into the plumber, because if pump number two turns on with pump number one not turning on, it can draw a suction, you know, upline out of that tank. I'm Now I'm getting way out of my uh, element, yeah, but that, yeah, you yeah. better have both pumps come on at the same time to fill that. Yeah, you're you're in. Yeah. Uh, welcome to uh, uh, fluid uh -oh. dynamics. <laughs> All right. Well, 
I got a little bit more free advice today. I appreciate your help, Scott. Well, it's a concept that I think will be effective. Uh, it's something you can do, but the finer points is where I go to our plumber and say, all right, here's what I'm trying to do and why. Is this theory pretty good? Uh, and where am I going to get into trouble? So I think you're on the track. Okay. All right. Have a nice weekend. All right, Nick. Take care. Bye now. Fun things. That's part of why I like this. Uh, when was the last time I got asked or talked about a sec- second pressure holding tank in a deep well system? Uh, and for those of you that don't understand what we just discussed, uh, water wells, shallow wells, basically have a pump up above ground. And so they go on, they draw, suction comes up, pressurizes a tank. Inside that tank is a balloon, if you will, called a bladder, and it's filled up with air. So the pump actually puts water in the tank, and as it puts more water in that fixed-size tank, the PSI, or the pressure in that tank, increases, just like filling up a water balloon. Pressure increases. So then when you turn on the faucet, the pump isn't necessarily running. It stops running once it hits that pressure range. Turn on the faucet, water comes out of that tank, tank uses water, pressure drops, pump says, whoop, wait a minute, dropped below that trigger point, and it pumps up that holding tank for deep well or shallow well. Now, the deep well, you get four, five, six, some over in Illinois, seven, eight hundred, you know, deep, feet deep. Um, Then you actually drop that pump uh, in a cylinder, kind of looks like a missile-looking thing, down inside a six-inch casing or six-inch hole way down deep, about 80% of the depth. So if you're 400 feet deep, that pump goes down probably 320, you know, 325. They, you know, there's a lot of science that goes with this than some guy in a microphone. Anyway, it pushes water up with more force than a pump up on the surface that might be, you know, more horsepower but less effective. Anyway, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. I am at your service. This is a good time. I love this stuff. I'm glad you're here. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Oh, yeah, so much to talk about, so much time here. Stay tuned. We've got the Rick Edelman Show coming up after University of KMOX here at 1 o'clock. So much to talk about. And we've got the Blues playing on Monday night. And uh, go Blues, man. You believe that? Wow. We're living in history right now. Uh, you think the Cardinals, you know, well, the, the Cardinals are, what goes up comes down. What goes down comes up. Um, it's a lifelong thing. It is the baseball Cardinals. They'll be back. So anyway, lots of things happen. Let's talk to my friend Brian here. Hey, Brian, Scott Mosby, how can I help, sir? Hi, uh, my question's about vinyl windows. I've got, uh, of course, old vinyl windows in my house, mm-hmm. and one of them spit out the felt, I don't know, felt, whatever it is, those little fuzzy seals. Yeah. Uh, so I go to the home centers, uh, the two major ones, and they don't have anything like that in the shelves at all. So I kind of start Googling around. doesn't seem like there's very many places to uh, buy it. They have very exacting measurements on the width, the height, and I don't know. I mean, is there T-molding that are a T-groove that these things slide into, or are they self-adhesive? I, I just don't know anything about it. It's, there's not a lot out there on it. Uh, well, believe it or not, uh, you're in the effectively the auto parts business. So you can't put a Ford starter on a Chevrolet or on a GMC. You know, they're all different engineering designs, and they go together differently. The answer is yes, they are T-grooves. Yes, they are adhesive. Yes, they are varying widths. Um, and the issue is getting those parts. The parts are expensive, and the, the experience to know what parts to get uh, is expensive as well. The issue that the industry faces is in the amount of time it takes to fix your windows, that's equal labor to the amount of time to remove and install your windows. 
Oh. You see that? So you're kind of up against a financial, re and I'm exaggerating a little bit, but the point is that, you know, the guy that knows the stuff to come fix windows uh, has the expertise to do other things that pay better. Uh, so that that's why you don't have a whole lot of window fixer guys. Uh, there is a company that specializes in that stuff, and it's called Genesco, G-E-N-E-S-C-O. G-E-N-E-S-C-O, uh, and what they do is exactly what you're looking for. So the fact that you're trying to do it yourself, you're probably going to find it. They may have somebody that will come out and do this. Uh, what happens is every time ABC Windows goes out of business, they buy the dead stock, and then XYZ Windows goes bust, and they buy all the dead stock for parts. Uh, so these guys are kind of like a boneyard for new parts for windows. Uh, so if you can take a picture uh, and a piece and get into Genesco, and, and I haven't heard about them for a few years. They're up around Olivet area, in that area around Warson Road, something like that. Um, and, you know, it's there, there's hope for you, uh, but finding somebody to do it for you is not what I th suspect. And if anybody knows about it, it'll be them. Is there anywhere on the sashes, and this goes for doors too, uh, anywhere in the sashes or frames that you would look for an identification tag? I've kind of gave them a fast once over. I don't see anything at all. No manufacturing mark. No, uh, that, they typically don't. Uh, you know, people that, for example, I can walk in and pretty much know 80% of the brands just because I've handled them all. But there's no big branding place, which is why now on most of the windows, if you look down at the bottom right-hand corner, you'll see that it, it uh, it's an approved glass sticker for tempered or not. But it'll also have a brand, which at least gives you a hint of where to look. If there's a tilt-out sash on this, Brian, tilt out the sash and then look for a sticker along the side of that sash, it might have something, you know, that gives you a sense of uh, who made that window. But the issue with vinyl windows is they're all extrusions and Joe and Pete and Ed and Tom can all make their own window if they can buy those extrusions. So around the United States, there are literally thousands of brands of vinyl windows. And only in the last 20 years have they started to roll up to larger manufacturers because when the energy and performance, you know, when physics really became part of making windows, uh, that's when they got really expensive to get the equipment to put them together. How's that for well, a long question, long answer to a short question? Well, no, I, I appreciate the detailed uh, explanation. It doesn't sound very positive, but I'll look up Tedesco. Uh, do you have time for another 20 seconds worth? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. My entry door, front door, is a double door. Uh, one side's pinned in to the floor and the ceiling, but it opens up. Yep. The seal between those, uh, it's almost like a refrigerator seal, a solid. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. The previous owner, I guess there's a there was a leak there. The previous owner had applied some sort of a sticky foam over the top of that. Yeah. And uh, it's just kind of boogered up. None of this stuff really appears that old. Uh, it's just obviously very low quality. But uh, is that all? I don't see that at the home centers. Is that also a proprietary type? Yeah, it is. And the issue is there's so many of them that the home centers can't afford to stock a hundred brands because, you know, only four or five of each type are going to sell. So, you know, from a business standpoint, Home Depot can't afford to put $100,000 of stock in to sell $4,000 of part, parts every year, you know. So that's it. Take a picture of that. Likewise, Genesco, they'll recognize whether it's a bulb, uh, uh, you know, compression foam, uh, you know, or a fuzz. So there are just so many types. And, and thresholds and the threshold rubber on the bottom are just as complex as this. So just take it all into Genesco if they're still there. I hope they're still alive and going. Well, that's mind-boggling. I'm surprised they uh, run it like that. You think it would be easier just to standardize? Well, think about computers. I mean, it, it, we still aren't standardized on computers yet because everybody wants their own latest, greatest. And, you know, so some of it is how to make the, you know, I, I don't have to outrun everybody. I just need to outrun the guy right behind me. So I, I'll come out with a better computer system. So windows and doors keep upgrading each other. Every time NASA finds out some new uh, learning thing, you know, it filters down eventually through all the rest of us in windows and doors and up goes the quality of the windows and doors, which is why new windows 
windows and doors can dramatically outperform the old stuff, and they have started to standardize, and that's why you're seeing uh, lifetime warranties from this manufacturer or this window guy in town. What that means is, I promise you, you'll always be able to get parts. And not only that, I'll come change them for you. So that's why replacing windows is a big industry compared to parts. Well, Scott, I appreciate it. I enjoy the show, and uh, you have a nice weekend. All right, Brian, good luck, my friend. You're in the big leagues, if you haven't figured that out yet. It's, uh, it's a little discouraging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, it, it, it'll work out. If, if you find Janesco, those guys have been doing this for a while. But uh, You may run back and forth more times than you want, but I think it's doable. Well, thank you. All right, sir, take care. Bye now. Uh-huh, you too. Uh, suffice it, there's more to this uh, because think about all those win- – there's Anderson windows. Uh, you all know Anderson windows. There's A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N windows, and there's A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N windows. One of those is the biggest window manufacturer still going today. The other's been gone for a long time. So even if you figure out you've got Anderson windows – They're two different kinds. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, we wrapped up the last segment talking to uh, Brian about vinyl windows. If you want to know why brand names matter, because you can get parts for plumbing, vinyl windows, doors, all those things. So when you buy from a company that's going to be around, staying power, has been around for a long time, will likely in the future, those are companies you can count on to come take care of those windows and doors, know where to find parts for that faucet manufacturer, whatever it might be. Uh, Let's go to the phone, see what's cooking with my buddy Vince. Vince, good morning. Welcome. How can I help, sir? Yes, Scott. uh I have a problem with my water service line. I found out I got a big bill recently, and and my water company, apparently I've had a, a slow leak, like 30 to 40 gallons a day yeah. for months now. Uh, so I uh, have the St. Louis County Water Division, Public Works, is going to get a contractor for me to come out and fix it someday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, they tell me that if the leak is right at the foundation, I'm going to get a big bill. Yeah, that's what they've discovered. Uh, well, uh, the uh, the uh, detection people say it's right yeah. near my foundation. They can't haven't pinpointed it because they haven't dug it up yet. And, and that's most likely the po- common place because that's where abrasion, expansion, and contraction. There's a big hunk of rock called your concrete foundation around a pipe that has very thin walls. So not a big surprise. And that's where all the backfill when your house was built, stuff went into that trench. So there, eight out of ten times, that's uh, probably where they occur. Well, they t- I found out uh, since then that uh, a couple of my neighbors on the same block had the same problem, and it was right at the foundation. Yeah. Uh, but uh, do you? they're telling me they're going to have to run the pipe right through the foundation and connect on the other side inside the house. Does that sound right to you? Uh, Yeah, in some ways here, Vince, they're able to slide a pipe inside the old pipe, if that's what they're talking about. Is that what they're describing? Uh, Not in those words, just that it's going to cost much more. And one of my neighbors said it cost $1,000 just to do that. Yeah. Uh, So so anyway, I'm, I'm waiting for them to come out and dig it up and see what I have. But uh, is I'll, there any way I can avoid this uh, once they nope. finish, fix this? No, nope. no, but I would have a lot more conversations to find out what your possibilities are beyond this. Uh, for example, if it's going to cost you a bunch of money to stand still and get the same size pipe, how much will it cost me more to get a bigger size pipe? You know, do I, can I get more water flow? Because I guarantee in my business, every time we remodel a bathroom or a kitchen or add a half bath or an addition, we have to replace this water service because 80% of the existing homes 
already have undersized water services. So my point being that if you're going to spend three or four thousand dollars for whatever it is, or two thousand, or whatever the number is, why not spend an extra thousand and buy thirty years into the future? You know, so I would ask a whole lot more options, not on how do I spend less, but how do I get the most out of this forced March investment repair slash you have to do. Well, this is a 1985 house with copper pipe. I promise it's undersized water service. They changed the requirements to the point that it just, I, I promise it just is. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I drive the other end of this bargain, uh, try and figure out how much value you can get out of this because it's still going to be expensive even at the cheap end. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Scott. Uh, discouraging, but I'm glad I called you. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you get a vote on one of them. The first, uh, first three or four thousand, you don't get to vote on, but the value does. So, good luck, Vince. Well, by the way, I also learned water company is not going to tell you when you have a leak. Apparently, you yeah. got to figure that yourself. Now, King Moex at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Here's your host, Scott Mosby, on King of OX. All right, hour two, home improvements. Scott Mosby, lots of things happening here on University of KMOX, 50,000 watts. Phone lines for you. I promise lots of phone lines. 314-436-7900. Toll-free, 800-925-1120. One more hour of the show, question and answer. Call in the questions. If you're not sure whether you understand the question or the answer, just think it through a little bit and rehearse a little bit and be comfortable. It, no worries. We're all family here, so no uh, mistakes uh, are really existent. Anything you say, within reason now, be nice to me here. Uh, you know, we still have the seven-second delay since Janet Jackson did her drop-the-top thing at the uh, Super Bowl. So everything in broadcasting since then, and I mean everything, as it should be, clamp down a little tighter, so I'd have to press this dump button, and I guarantee... There's an ejection seat right underneath you. You say anything bad, you know, no out of bounds. I hit this button, out you go right through the roof of your own house. Yeah, oh, well, maybe not. You know, maybe not. All right, 314-436-7900, My name is Scott Mosby, own and operate Mosby Building Arts. We're in our uh, many years, 75-plus years, uh, founded in 1947. Uh, so by my father, this is a construction company. We pretty much build and remodel most any kind of residential structure. Uh, High-rises were in all the time for remodeling condominiums. Uh, the more complex, difficult, and preparing is necessary on the project, the more we are suited for that project. That being said, there are some very small, complex projects. Uh, and if you're counting on somebody that, you know, does their homework, then comes to do the job, that's us. Uh, and that's really our unique separator. And you can hear it in the in the show today. It, this is kind of it. Uh, I want to go back through a little bit of the first few callers in hour one. Uh, we got into Richard with mud jacking, the difference between poly, mud, poly jacking and mud jacking. Poly is a chemical lightweight foam that lifts. Uh, mud is the old technology and it's a cement slurry, um, kind of like a, a soupy, almost cake batter consistency gets pumped in, lifts the slab. Uh, we had another issue, Doug, a uh, water line to his basement. He had a leak. Many of his neighbors had a similar leak. That means that all of those water lines when his neighborhood was built in 1985 or mid-80s, as I recall this, uh, had the same problem and likely the backfill, the soil that went into the trench next to the foundation just kept settling, and as it kept settling, it kept pushing that pipe down on the outside of the foundation because if you don't properly compact the backfill, it just continues to settle over time. Well, there are consequences. If there's no pipe, no wire, no drain tile, nothing down there, no big deal. You know, you have to fill some soil up on the top and you keep filling the trenches next to the foundation. Well, if you have a water pipe going through there and all this soil keeps moving past it, with the force of gravity trying to grind that copper pipe, uh, even plastic pipe, you will have a leak, an abrasive 
um, thinning of the pipe wall that resulted, at least for Doug, in a leak. Um, also, then, we got into Brian and vinyl windows and the myriad number of vinyl windows. This really speaks to windows and doors on why it's important to select not only your brand of window but the installer um, because it's important that you continue to get a warranty because warranties sound great. Well, lifetime warranties. Well, who's lifetime? Uh, because many of the companies come and go. They crash and burn. Uh, contractors in St. Louis come and go, you know, kind of like changing socks. So it's it's still a reality of the remodeling industry. So when you go to do windows and doors or whatever product it is, you're going to have the choice of, well, do I get a, you know, parts fixer guy? Or do I, you know, get somebody I'm in really going to be in a relationship for the life of these windows, doors, remodeling, roof, whatever it is. So that's the same old thing. And, and win- vinyl windows were made by thousands of manufacturers and still by hundreds. Uh, so it's important to know where your window comes from. Uh, then you get into the whole green, you know, sustainability. The bigger companies can invest in that. The smaller ones can't, on and on and on. Uh, Vince had a broken water service line, which I spoke to a little bit earlier uh, on the thinning of the Anyway, so much of that. Uh, we're going to get back to accessibility here when I come back after this and talk to uh, really uh, what's called in the industry aging in place, or as we at Mosby like to call it, uh, we kind of like the thriving in place. I think I'd rather thrive than age, so we're trying to coin that common thought because typically, you know, I'm, I'm 65, most of my buddies are busy as athletes, um, most of them in better shape and more athletically active than they were in their 20s while we were raising families, having kids and, you know, cutting all those things. So keep in mind, lifestyle in an actively aging life or actively thriving life is a lot to talk about. Here on KMOX, 314-436-7900-436-7900-800-925-1120. Bosco, my pet gerbil here, is generating the electricity. He and I are in the corner of this beautiful studio downtown right by Soldiers Memorial. We're a little lonely. Give us a call. We miss you. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, here we are, Home Improvement, uh, 314-436-7900-436-7900. Toll-free, call in, 800-925-1120. Next up, let's talk with my friend Mark about his uh, accessible bathroom. Hey, Mark, good afternoon. Welcome to lunch on KMOX. Mr. Bosby, thank you for taking my call. Before I get to my question, Genesco Window Products is still open. Uh, They're on 80 80 Road in Maryland Heights now. On 80 Road. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm purchasing a home. Uh, I have a 35-year-old son who is disabled. Mm -hmm. And the home that I'm purchasing has... uh, a master in three bedrooms on the first floor, um, and it has a traditional um, second bath with a, a tub-shower combination. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those bedrooms in the bathroom are over the unfinished area of the basement, uh, so all the plumbing uh, and the joist are all exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at sacrificing one of the bathrooms or one of the bedrooms and combining that space with part of the bathroom uh, to make a, not just remodel the bathroom, but to make it fully handicapped accessible with a complete roll-in shower that has no, no doors and one of the new upright tubs. I'm looking for recommendations as to who might be the best in the St. Louis area to do that type of work. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you're talking to them. Frankly, um, for the last 15 years, we've uh, had a very large uh, presence in what we consider accessibility. You've heard me, you've heard me speak of it over the years. Um, I, I, would, I know of nobody better. Uh, the more serious the need, the more fluent in this space uh, of... Um, 
what the disabilities are or changing limited mobilities, the you know the uh, nature of the ailment, if you will. Uh, the more more experience you need. So I, I really can't, on this particular one, I, I'm going to really ask you to call Mosby. We're far and away above. Is there a particular employee there that I should ask for? Uh, we have about five of them that are various uh, universal design certified professionals, or CAP certified aging in place special. We have every letter of the alphabet you can imagine. So, okay. Uh, I have a related question. Mm-hmm. And that is, there, the house has a very large finished basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very interested in having one of the new freestanding elevators installed. Okay. Same thing. <laughs> you, you guys would do that as well. Yeah, the stranger the request, the more specifically superb we are. I, and I don't often toot our horn, uh, but you're right in our wheelhouse. And that's exactly why we have combined design with construction. If you get a wizard designer and a, you know, a neutral contractor, you're in trouble. If you get a neutral designer and great contractor, you're in trouble. You, you need everybody marching. I, I like to say you need everybody's feet in the same boots, and then you can stay above the floating, flooded water line. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll be giving you a call. Thank you. Okay, and and good luck, Mark. Um, uh, actually, for people that love it, I, I love the stuff because you talk about a feel-good, uh, make-a-difference project. Uh, this is it. Well, you're talking about aging. Like I said, my son's 35. Uh, this We just moved back from Washington, D.C. to St. Louis. Sure. So, you know, we've done a very extensive search to try to find a home that was suitable to be able to do these type of changes. Um, So there's been a lot of legwork already done to find something to where you're not having to uh, uh, rip out things that have already, people have already invested a lot of money trying to upgrade. Oh, yeah. I I have actually uh, considered going into the speculative version of remodeling houses. The problem is everybody wants to live in different places. So if I build a super, you know, you know, accessible home here or remodel it and make it happen, you know, if it's not the right school district or next to grandma or close to the, you know, the kids, you know, it's it's the wrong guess. So uh, we desperately need more accessible housing um, of all ages of houses and for well, all the one ages. thing is is there is a market for something like what what we're trying to do because we've already made the decision that this home is never going to be resold until uh, my son is of the age where he can't live at home by himself anymore yeah. uh, or we're all gone so when it comes to looking at what we need to change to make it livable for him, as his the home for the rest of his life, and as well as ours, we're not interested in resale. We're not interested in that they're you know we're sacrificing a, a, a bedroom on the main floor um, because we have needs that yeah special needs yeah. Well, I, I can't tell you how many of our homes that we have made uh, over-invested on the accessibility and sold within five days of being put on the market because of what you have discovered. There's just nothing out there, and what is kind of accessible really isn't when, when you have a, a real need. Yeah. Thank you very much. You have a great holiday weekend. Thanks, Mark. Take care. Bye now. And on that level, it is the holiday weekend. Uh, We look at it perhaps as gathering and barbecues and family and love and celebrate. Well, we're celebrating that uh, we get to celebrate. Uh, We learned uh, in 9-11 that the threats were not only uh, foreign wars, but even at home. So to those that keep us safe and make us safe and return us to safety. My hat's off to you and my eternal gratitude for me and I imagine most everybody listening to my voice. The KMOX family is a reverent giving group. You know who you are. And uh, thank you to those who allowed us to be here. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. 
All right, getting a little windy today. It's uh, it's really not the uh, the the weather issues out there that's keeping me windy. It's just we have some topics that we've had a great well. I hope you're having half as much fun, or maybe as much as I am. We have some great topics and and varied questions. Uh, some pretty tough concepts to talk to. Uh, I want to get back and talk to my friend Mark here uh, with water. Uh, Mark, how can I help? Good afternoon, and uh, welcome to KMOX. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I, I don't want to bore you with water questions, but... Hey, tis I've the season, one. brother. It yeah. just is what it is. I understand. I know. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to give you quickly a history of uh, what I've got. Okay, back in early March, mm-hmm. there was a lot of water um, in this um, area in the backyard mm-hmm. by the property line. It's a swale and usually when it rains hard, the water runs across it and goes downhill off my property. Um, back in, in March, I noticed a huge uh, accumulation of water, and it was running water. And I called out MSD first. Mm-hmm. They sent a civil engineer out. He checked around, even went uh, to my neighbor, who is in a backs up to another subdivision, down low, and he has an underground sprinkler system, and he just wanted to check to make sure that it wasn't a situation where he left the water, left the system on, mm-hmm. and uh, and something had happened, you know, with a freeze and thaw situation. And uh, he knocked on the door, and the neighbor said he had shut it down, and he even checked it. Then he traced the water uh, up higher up in the subdivision right straight behind me and he said it's not our water it's you got to get the water company out uh there's a main up there and there's got to be a leak in the main Uh, it took me seven weeks and uh, i couldn't begin to tell you how many phone calls to to get missouri american water it's outrageous uh, because they have no one local, you cannot get a hold of anyone local. Oh, I they feel have your these pain. call centers. It's 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 amazing. Anyhow, I reached out. I live in Chesterfield. I reached out to the Public Works Department in Chesterfield. They don't deal with this department, but um, they did get a troubleshooting team out. Mm-hmm. Well, the troubleshooting team came out, told me they took samples. And they have listening devices, and they were listening to see if they could hear a leak. And uh, they they couldn't, and uh, then they were sending someone else out. Uh, that was a week and a half ago. They sent somebody else out. Uh, nobody calls me back. I finally got a hold of this gentleman who told me that uh, it's not their water. And they tested it at a lab. And I said, well, I'm going back to MSD uh, because it's got to be the stormwater issue. If you're telling me, no, I can't get the rep- I can't even get the report. I mean, it's absolutely outrageous. And in the interim, what made it critical was um, for the first time I've been my, in my house 33 years, finished basement, and it's you know, all but a small area is finished. And for the first time, I had water in it, mm-hmm. and it was coming up through the foundation. And so this hydrostatic water, and I had a waterproofer come out, and he said, you need to find out how much water there is and where it's going uh, because it's hydrostatic water pressure. He walked the house. He said, You're, everything looks good outside. He said, you sit up high, and the house sits up much higher. But, you know, the foundation level, yeah, if the water's getting, anyway, make a long story short. Yeah, what's your question, what Mark? Is, what do I do? What do I do with regard to repairing um, the, uh, putting in some kind of a drainage system inside? It's a one-time occurrence, but I can see cracks in the foundation. If you have water do coming I, in your basement from hydrostatic pressure, yeah. um MSD really is not their thing. Uh, Missouri American, it's not their thing. When it rains like we've had rain this year in the United States, everything leaks where it didn't before. I assure you 
that you're just barking up the wrong tree. This is your basement, your water, and your repair. Um, this, the smoking gun is the water in your basement. I, now, I understand the yeah. amount of water, but my gosh, um, I live at the top of the hill. My basement leaked and I had to fix it, you know, and, and yeah, that's mm-hmm. how Helitech helped me. So, I mean, just keep in mind that if your objective is a dry basement, um, you're pulling out some of that finished basement at least down low because Mother Nature has already voted that the water wants in your basement. Okay, so now mm-hmm. that's your problem. You need to collect it and get rid of it or just live with it. And I don't mean to be so blunt, but I do. You know, this is yours. No, no I, I understand what you're saying, but the the water at the boundary is another issue, and uh, I guess you're saying it, it isn't caused by uh, whatever is happening at the at the boundary. Yeah, but I mean, still, if yeah. if you if somebody yeah. lives uphill from you, you're getting their water surface and subterranean. So it you know yeah. it it is, and you know I we've seen um, uh, personally. I landscaped my home, stuck, you know, 50 or 60 plants out in the front, made the house look beautiful. And as soon as I dug all those nice, loose, loamy holes, lo and behold, I wound up waterproofing my basement because I poked a hole in all that watershed outside my home and I made my basement leak. Wow. That that's how you know how direct. I mean, water's path of least resistance. You have a buried right. boat that doesn't hold. It, you know, it's not watertight. That that's why waterproofing guys. It's so hard to get them out there now because yeah. they are busy as a one arm paper hanger. Right. So I, I, you know, Mark, this is all yours. Uh, you just do or do not. But uh, stop barking up the tree. You're going to drive yourself crazy talking to people that really can't help you. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. You bet, Mark. Take care. Bye now. You too. Bye. And and sometimes it's, you know, here's here's how we think about this at consumers. I had a good house last year. I haven't done anything to change it. There's no real cause and effect, and now it leaks. Well, <laughs> the earth has been changing for a gazillion years, um, with or without us. We just happen to live in the way of those changes. So, uh, believe me, I understand water management. Most We have been dancing with water issues like this. Uh, we are heavy equipment with bobcats and grading just to handle surface water because we couldn't find anybody else that understood it. And then even then it was unrealistic expectations like, yeah, your, your responsibility is to grain and grade this, drain and grade this surface water away. So the swale, I think, Mark, sounds like everything's working great. You've kind of done the right thing. That doesn't mean water isn't coming down the hill into that swale. And certainly in a time like this, I guarantee you're not alone. There are thousands of people having leaking basements that never did before. Uh, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, going to take a short pause, do a little business here in the University of Camwex. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Gutterworks. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, home improvement. We are live and lively right here on CAMWEX. Stay tuned. We've got news, weather, and sports top of the hour after that. We've got the Rick Edelman Show here on CAMWEX in an afternoon of experts. Stay tuned. Lots of things happening here on CAMWEX. Let's go visit with my friend Tom. Tom, good afternoon. Welcome. How can I help, sir? Well, um, I'm kind of a shade tree uh, carpenter, okay? Okay. Uh, I've got a, a house that was built in 1905. Mm-hmm. And uh, I recently remodeled the, the, the a bathroom on the main floor. I mean, just completely gutted it and uh, put in a new bathtub. And um, uh, I decided rather than put in a tub wall that I would, uh, I, I decided to put up tile, okay, uh, you know. And uh, I got a little sloppy with it uh, and should have probably covered the bathtub, and I didn't. And so now I'm faced with... Uh, I'm trying to get that stuff off, and I got it off, but it's been discolored, and uh, I, I don't uh, yeah. recommendation on how to get that off, or should I have? Just, should I just go ahead and spend the money and reglaze it? Now, if I reglaze it, uh, should I call somebody to have that done, or can I buy something at a local hardware store that that, that you can paint on? Well, Tom, what's the bathtub made of? Uh, fiberglass. Fiberglass. 
Uh, okay, that's different. Um, there are fiberglass refinishers, and uh, your bathtub can be um, refinished. Uh, so I would go ahead and do it, and that's why it's um, discolored. If you'd had a steel tub with a porcelain finish or a cast iron tub with a porcelain finish, it wouldn't have, have stained through that glass likely or to a point that couldn't be cleared. You could bleach it out and clean it up. Uh, right. The, the fiberglass is basically a Corvette, you know, it, and it's going to take a body expert to spray a finish that perfect on your tub. So don't try this. There are kits you can do with brushes, but if you've ever painted your car with a paintbrush, you'll know exactly what your bathtub's going to look like, and it's not a good, pretty sight. So get okay. get a pro. Uh, there are uh, fiberglass refinishers and, and bathtub people, um, but suffice it to say that a fiberglass tub is effectively a gel coat sprayed finish anyway. That's why it's stained. So yes, you can, and, and yes, you should. So you'll be happy with it, and they can do any color you can think of. All right. Uh, what do you think? I mean, price-wise, what do you think that's going to run? Or I mean, it's a standard tub. Uh, well, it's the, the the actual spraying of the bathtub. Like any other spray job, it takes a very short time to spray it, and it takes hours to prepare it and hours to clean up after it because they're going to set up a spray spray booth in your bathroom. So the getting ready and the cleaning up takes forever, and the actual tub finishing is pretty well quick. Um, so it's, it, don't worry about it, but by golly, um, you know, uh, ideally they turn off your water heater because they're spraying some epoxy materials. A lot of that stuff is water-based, and they aren't going to blow you up anymore. But it's, it's, it's very effective, but this is professional only. Okay, thanks. Appreciate it. Tom, yeah, you'll be happy. I, my first experience with this was a damaged fiberglass shower base about 25 or 30 years ago, and it came in damaged, and it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, schedule needs this thing to go in, and the manufacturer said, go ahead and put it in. We'll fix it. And by golly, a guy came out, and they made that thing look brand new, and it's still going strong. So, All right, sounds great. Thanks. Uh, Appreciate good. it. All right, Mr. Tom, see you. Bye. Bye. And let's see what's happening with my buddy Jack. Hey, Jack's got here. Good afternoon, Cam Wex. How can I help, sir? I have a home that has a siding, steel siding, about ten years old, mm -hmm. and the side that gets the sun is blistering. How can I repair it? Oh uh, wow! Uh, steel siding. First off, steel siding holds a manufactured paint finish better than virtually any other siding. I'm stunned to hear you have a damaged 10-year steel siding problem. Well, it is <laughs> blistering, and I can't, I can't figure out. Just the sun side, the rest of the house is, really looks good. Uh, just the one side of it wow. has the blisters on it. Um, yeah, it's still, that still uh, concerns me. Is the siding 10 years old, or you've only owned it for 10 years? The siding is 10 years old. The house is 45 years old. I, wow. Uh, do you recall who installed that for you? I did, but they're no longer in business. Ah, uh, yeah. Ouch. Uh, the comp the siding company or the manufacturer? Uh, the siding company that I know of. Yeah. Well, anyway, suffice it to say, um, yeah, you're you're on your own here. Steel siding. The good news: this siding can be effectively repainted. That's the good news. Uh, again, uh, it typically doesn't have to be sprayed. They wind up getting rolled, but like any other paint project, Jack, it's 80% preparation, 20% installation. Uh, so yes, you can. Um, are, is this something you're going to try and do, or have a pro do? Well, now from your conversation, it looks like there's going to be a pro do it. Yeah, it's uh, it's worth good money to put into it because a lot of those artificial siding finishes um, don't last a very long time, and they're you know I would urge you then to kind of touch it up, nurse it along yourself. A good steel siding it moves and expands and contracts, so the joints are a big deal. But I think I'd get a I'd get somebody experienced in this, and and they're out there, and there are technologies and paints and primers that can make this work, and they're going to power wash this thing because, and they and frankly, 
I would ask him to power wash the whole house and make sure you only have a problem on one side because I'm pretty intimately knowledgeable about steel siding. And by golly, you can cook up the finish on, on steel siding to a very high temperature. Typically, you get some really incredible uh, manufactured paint processes on there. So I'm really surprised to hear steel siding. You know. Thank you for your show. All right, Jack. Good luck, sir. Bye. Uh, next up, see if we can sneak in Dennis. Hey, Dennis, Scott here. How can I help you, sir? Hi, Scott. Um, I have similar problem with water coming in under my foundation and out the crack between the floor and the wall. Okay. Uh, would a sump pump be of value? Absolutely. Absolutely. When you have subterranean water, underground uh, hydrostatic pressure, when the soil, when the earth that your foundation is floating in, so think of your house as kind of floating in soil. When that soil becomes water, um, and the pressure outside is trying to come into a boat hull, which is your basement foundation, then that that is the perfect waterproofing. So there's no other way to stop that water but a sump pump and a collection system, which has some sort of a hydroway or pipe and rock or all the ways to waterproof. But once it's getting into your basement, if you want it to stop, Dennis, your responsibility changes from stop it which is, you know, because you can't stop underground water, to, all right, I own it. Where do I want it to go and how do I get rid of it? And that's, you know, a sump pump and a collection system like a hydroway system. How's would that? The sump, would the sump pump be tied into the sewer system then and the water go out the sewer? No, absolutely not. Uh, it's surface water that started. It didn't turn into surface. It's soaked into the soil. So the sump pump will actually be the collection bucket. So you'll invite the water in all the way around and then pump it out and you pump it out. Uh, and you may have to pump it 40 feet away from the house. Sometimes we'll tie it into an underground downspout drainage system, a pipe system, uh, to get the water far enough away from a house so it doesn't come right back. You follow? Yes. Yep. Yes. But yeah, all this stuff, if your house is leaking now and it never did before, the only answer is an inside um, dewatering system, you know, foundation waterproofing. And uh, because surface water, it, it, you know, that's where it all happened. It, the, the water table is now very deep. So our houses are effectively floating in a water earth uh, slurry. How's okay. that? All right, thank you for your help. <laughs> You're welcome, Dennis. I think I popped your bubble there. Hope I helped you. No. All right, thank you. Okay. And, and today, again, um, we at Mosby Building Arts, we are deeply involved in water management. The reason we're uh, partners with Helitech is we can't fix the stuff that's on foundations. We can fix the stuff outside. And oftentimes... Builders will put in additions. Uh, landscapers will landscape a house. And, you know, Mike Miller calls St. Louis the mulch capital of the world. Well, the mulch outside your home may mask the soil around your home sloping toward the foundation, making your house leak. Well, some of those things are easily fixed on the outside. Helitech can help with those as well. But once you get to hydrostatic, spring-saturated soils, man, that's underground water. Hydrostatic pressure where the water is heavier than the air inside your foundation. And that water always goes from high concentration to low, which means like a boat hull. It comes through the boat, leaks in however it can. Your foundation, your basement is a boat hull kind of, and that water will come in. The only way to do it is make it a better offer, collect it with a hydroway type system, put it into a sump pit or bucket or multiples. If your house is big enough, you'll need several. Anyway, so stay tuned. Rick Edelman next here on KMWX. This is Scott Mosby. Lots of things happening here, but with all the water that's been going on around here, we've had that. Uh, also got into broken water service lines with Vince. Um, you know, if he's got it and his neighbors had it, there'll be others in the neighborhood that'll have that as well. Vinyl windows, all those different uh, uh, brands and colors and parts. Uh, Mac lets me know that 
that Genesco Window Products is still around for parts, screens, all those repairs. That they're uh, almost a that's a valuable thing. So G E N E S C O. Um, and then we talked with Nick in hour one about his old pump, and he was a farmer trying to get water up to the raised part of a barn outside. He just didn't have enough. Enough PFI pressure from his pump. We talked about a second holding tank and a second pump to go along with that. Uh, Jack just finished up steel siding, 10 years old, blistering paint. The good news is steel holds paint well. The bad news is, man, 10-year-old steel siding shouldn't have that problem. Stay tuned. Home improvement. Cam Wax. Let's go Blues. Let's go Cardinals. It's great to be in St. Louis right here in Cam Wax. <laughs> 